Well, Drew, that's it. That was the last of the snacks. Adam, Adam, I am so damn hungry right now. I know, dude. Well, I only packed enough snacks for two days. I didn't think quarantine would last so long. Uh, Where's Zach? He owns the place. Maybe he knows how we can get to the kitchen or the pantry or outside. I think he said something about having a Zoom call with the spirits. Something about renegotiating the rent. Ah, uh, well, well, that makes a lot of sense. Well, well, hell. We don't need him. Yeah. We're two grown men. Yeah. We can find a, a kitchen. Yeah. We're not gonna die of starvation. Yeah. Hey, uh, has that dark swirling void always been there? Oh, I don't know. I, I never really noticed it before. It, uh, it smells like... Burning? Barbecue. Oh, that does sound pretty good. That's even better than snacks. Do we dare enter? We dare enter. Let's go, Adam. Drew? Drew, I don't smell barbecue anymore. No, it, it smells... It smells more like, um... Brimstone? Uh, sulfur? Oh. It, is that the wailing of the dead I'm hearing? Uh, damn it. Are, are we in hell? Again? Oh. Oh no, I think it's worse. Uh, worse? Uh, worse how? Look at all this Greek architecture and writing. This huge line of spirits and this massive pool of blood. Not even to mention the giant three-headed dog. Face it, dude. We're not just in hell. We're in the House of Hades. strangers on the internet how you doing i'm drew and i'm adam and today we are gonna be sitting down and talking about a game that we've both been playing for quite some time hades the lovely roguelike very heavy on story very beautiful very lovely game from uh, supergiant mm-hmm. studios it's yeah. uh it's been in early access for about a year and a about half a year or so now yeah, yeah yeah quite some time i started up on the hype train with it quite some time ago i slowly indoctrinated a couple of people i believe one of them is adam unless i'm mistaken and um yeah that's true (laughs) i I think i pretty much picked it up mostly because of your recommendation and from your hype of it as i i do want to like just apologize if my hype was ever a little too much if it was ever just like oh my god play it it's the best it's the best it's the best 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 you know what (laughs) i would say you'd have to apologize if it like wasn't as good as it was but it like lived up to all of the hype like i i remember the very first time i actually played hades i went over to drew's place uh and he was like adam now that i finally got you here i'm gonna make you play hades (laughs) all right let's give it a shot really oh and i played like i think we played like an hour or so of it and i was like that was pretty good and at the time i was like yeah that was pretty good and i left and as i was leaving like man I really want to keep playing Hades. Oh, man. Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's something where, like, I think the first couple runs make a really good impression. 
and mm-hmm. and then it just doesn't let up. It's so relentless in like the new content it gives you, like the cool little secrets it lets you unlock. Um, yeah, and like obviously I, I will like... have criticisms. I don't want to be like too praising of it, but I'm really glad that you got around to playing it. I'm really glad that people are giving it more of a chance. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I would ask. Uh, before we get started, at, when you were fresh in, what were your initial thoughts and hopes before you started to play? Uh, initial thoughts and hopes. Uh, well, at the time, you know, because I, I, I had known about Super Giants, other games uh, and stuff like that. Uh, and I had liked all of those. So I, I kind of knew what I was getting when I was going in. I was like, OK, I know the art is going to be fantastic. I know the music will probably be really good. I had had some... I had really enjoyed some of their previous games like Bastion and Transistor. Mm-hmm. So I knew they could do action games, but I wasn't quite sure. It's like, uh, you know, roguelikes are, can often be a little kind of repetitive and you can sink a lot of hour and get nowhere into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was like, and we'll go into this more uh, as the episode goes on, but like, this is a very different roguelike. And the more you play it, like the more like tangible progress you get. Mm-hmm. So it, it felt really good to play and like i remember just going in and i think it was that kind of like hey all of that all of that work i just did look it still kind of matters so you could just keep going and it like it played really smoothly it it handled really well so i kind of knew i was going to get something good i just didn't expect to like it as much as i did there's a the game's got a lot of charm and character on it Mm. that i think really helps it that it does that it does well let's uh let's let the listeners know a bit more about the game because we've talked about the studio we've established that yeah it's a roguelike you you go around you fight some baddies but Mm -hmm. there there's a there's a premise you know there's a point to it right uh unless i've been playing the wrong game is that is that is that correct by your standards as well mr adam yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I don't really so, know what you meant there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, what I'm saying is the premise of the game. You are mm-hmm. Zagreus, son of Hades, who is, you know, ancient Greek god who resides over the underworld, making sure all the dead folks stay there, stay dead, and, you know, do what they're supposed to. But you, Zagreus, mm-hmm. have grown up. You you want to strike out on your own. You're tired of the underworld. You want to go up to Olympus to see the rest of your family and maybe even the human world, the mortal world as well. And your dad doesn't like that. Your dad is strangely against it to a point where as you run away, he effectively sicks all of his monsters and minions upon you to stop you from leaving while also being Mm -hmm. very passive aggressive and pretending he doesn't care. There's a lot of really interesting family dynamics going on with the premise itself, but the dungeons Mm -hmm. are effectively you trying to strike out on your own and like tell your dad to F off, which I always found really endearing. I kind of love that that was the premise of this game. That the game was effectively, Dad, I'm leaving. You can't ground me. Fuck you. And mm-hmm. just, like, he keeps leaving over and over. And the fact that, like, your dad, like, makes fun of you when you come back. It's like, wow, how does it feel? Just, uh, how does it feel, like, destroying my realm again? Like, huh, felt very good, Father. I think I'll do it again. Like, hmm, fine. See what happens. It's a really fun premise. I think that's part of its charm. It's just, like... Because, you know, a lot of, a lot of, I feel like some roguelikes go a little, they go very heavy on, like, the system. Oh, you're going to be doing this over and over. Yeah. Yeah. And this was, like, how do I put this? Just the premise of you're doing this to screw over your dad or just make your dad. You're not really screwing over your dad. You're just trying to, you're just kind of rebelling against him. Like, screw you, dad. I'll do what I want. Yeah. And, and I do, I don't think we mentioned this, like, part of the hook of why it's a roguelike and why you are repeatedly doing this escape 
is because every time you die, you go back to the underworld, which is your dad's house. So every time you fail, yeah. you go home and your dad berates you for being a failure, which, um, <laughs> you know, has it's has some implications. <laughs> spurns you on to like want to be like, all right, I didn't do it that time. And dad's going to give me lip about it. All right, we're going to go again. Uh, can I say, uh, I absolutely adore the the way they've stylized the House of Hades in this. Mm-hmm. That I feel like a lot of places when you envision Hades or hell or something, it's like doom and gloom. Very the Judeo-Christian, like, hell. Yeah. This one is effectively an office building. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you go into Hades and there's just a long, long line of spirits who are just waiting to find out where they where they're gonna go for the afterlife uh and there you are you run up and like cut the line like hey so uh i'm going out again like all right be back later <laughs> it it is uh i do love the idea of like you know there's a waiting line you've got hypnos and his role is basically to keep the the line going and to record everything he's like an administrative assistant uh, um mm-hmm. achilles is kind of like a little bodyguard you've got You've got, like, modified roles for all of these very prominent Greek characters, and it's really interesting seeing how they mix them up and how they portray them. I uh, I really yeah. like what they do with uh, Nyx's design. I think it's very cool. I love all the stars and kind of swirls on her. Yeah. Um, Sisyphus. Uh, I don't want to call him my favorite, but he's very, very endearing. I love how they kind of... Which one Which one is Sisyphus? He's the... Uh... He's the one with the boulder. You know, it, traditionally he is, I'm pushing oh, up this boulder. It's my punishment to get to the tippy top and have it fall down. Yeah, and like, they've pretty much effectively made him this like, kind of happy-go-lucky guy of like, well, me and my good friend Boldy <laughs> here are going to be pushing this up and we're just going to be there forever. And like... All right then, Boldy. <laughs> I do. I just. I love how they've taken him and said, like, yeah, I've been doing this forever, and eventually you just kind of gotta accept it. He's shockingly zen for someone who's being punished. I. I think stuff like that is really great. It's. It's something yeah. that like makes sense for Supergiant. They are, they, like, they're no strangers to story. I was actually part of the reason I picked it up was because I was curious and a little worried about how they would be able to do the stuff they're good at in a roguelike game because i quite like roguelikes i quite like you know your binding of isaacs and you know your rogue Mm -hmm. legacies and all that but they they tend to be very systems based uh, and like the stories are always very abstract and very nebulous and that's fine i can enjoy those but this is very this is a very well-crafted arc of a story and I had I didn't expect that at all. I I have no I didn't think they'd pull it off either, which, you know, mm. egg on me for my lack of faith. Uh I no, I agree with you. I think like when you hear the words it's a narrative heavy roguelike, I think a lot of folks aren't quite sure what that means. Yeah. Um because a lot of roguelikes, at least the ones I've played, they do have a narrative, but the narrative uh is pretty much just a a context setting like story or cutscene bit yeah. at the beginning and then maybe it'll flavor some of what you're doing but like that whole story is completely taken out until the end like uh, i'll give you an example the the roguelike i think i put more like a bit more time into or like the second amount of most time into would be like binding of isaac Ooh. and binding of isaac does have a story but i i really feel like it's more like a context setting it's not like a narrative arc or thrust for it whereas 
Hades definitely has, like, characters have multiple arcs they'll go through. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll learn a lot about Zagreus and all the characters. Um, and I really like how if you know the kind of historical or the mythology of some of these characters, you can kind of tell what their role will be here in the ca- in the in the House of Hades. Mm-hmm. And they've done just such a good job translating some of these like well-known stories into this new dynamic of what would this person do if they were kind of just in a managerial role at like an office? Yeah, and like some of the characterizations I just love. Um we'll get into the gameplay in just a bit, but since we're on story I think one of my favorite parts is whenever whenever you meet a new god and seeing how they are portrayed. Uh, I particularly love uh, Dionysus and how, you know, he... Oh, yeah! He, he's just... He is, you know, the god of wine and merriment and the like. And there's kind of the traditional portrayal of him. And in this game, he's just a bro. He, he's just like a frat boy bro who's like the head of his house or what have you. And it's just like, mm-hmm. he's so chill to see you. He's just like, thanks for showing up, man. You you get out of there. We're pushing for you. Hey, uh, and like all... I <laughs> I really like uh, Dionysus. He He's pretty fun. I'm trying to think which, which of the other gods I've liked. Um, I think the characterization of like... I can't think if I have like a really favorite one. I've liked pretty much all of them. I've liked Hermes in that like... Oh, he's you fun. Know, he's supposed to be the god. He's like the god of like speed and quickness. And stuff like that. And even him just talking, he's like a rapid fire talking all of the time. Mm-hmm. To the point where I think at some point he asks like, Hey, Zacharias, do you want me to slow down or uh, stop talking? And you get a yes or no option. Yeah! Uh, I don't know if that would have stopped him. I feel like I clicked yes because I wanted... No, I said I said keep talking because I want him to keep talking. Yeah. But I'm curious if you had said like, no, I want you to stop. If he would have been like, oh, sorry, Zach, can't do that. <laughs> I mean, there's so many, like, weird little story bits in this game that, like, they don't add to the main arc, but they're just interesting to see. Like, I I have definitely gotten lost in, like, pursuing, like, you know, oh, I just want to, like, I'll only put on these person's boons because that means I'll talk to them more and I'll get a little bit more context about their story. And mm-hmm. I, I almost get um kind of like a Mass Effect vibe where all these different gods have their own kind of arcs that you can get by, uh, you know, giving them gifts Mm -hmm. and like sort of like going through their stories. And it does feel like going on like a little mission for them and just like getting that extra context. And it really does just make the entire game feel so much richer and deeper. I I just really, again, like I didn't think they would be able to pull off like a story-driven roguelike. I was pretty skeptical just because you know mm-hmm. I, I love super giant but they usually do really well but sometimes they have their little misses but so far so good you know and a year and a half in at least i i have faith in the final product i feel like what we have right now is already mm-hmm. a final product let's get into gameplay because we've been talking about the story and how pretty it is gameplay of hades um it is we kind of already said a little bit of like what it is it's a isometric 2.5d uh action roguelike i think is the best way i could describe it yeah yeah i think so i think so like it it's hard to say specifically because i feel like there are a lot of more rpg mechanics that take place outside of the runs or the game game loops you get into but let's let's focus mm-hmm. on the dungeon bits for now which is you know the combat you pick a weapon you pick a trinket you get some buffs you go in and it's it reminds me a lot of Supergiant's previous work. It is 2.5D. You are kind of mashing buttons, but it's like the most refined mm-hmm. version of it that they've ever made. 
you know you yeah it mm-hmm. it is very fluid and it's very smooth to play like one of the concerns i had is as much as i like bastion uh which was their first big game uh that was also an isometric kind of action game but that could feel that one felt a little clunky at times mm-hmm. um at least i i did and then this is somebody who's coming off of playing like a bunch of character action games like a devil may cry or ninja gaiden kind of thing not that i'm expecting that kind of thing but like you know we're like i want my actions to flow very smoothly from one to the other and hades does a really good job of like just controlling well yeah yeah once i found that once i understood the systems and by the way i feel the exact same way you do with bastion i i love that game i am a a huge fan of that game but i love it for its story and what it did kind of for the indie scene back when it released uh, as far mm. as like playing it now I, I don't know if i could just because i know a lot of it was kind of like slam the buttons i know there's a combat system in here somewhere that's pretty deep but i've never needed it here the game gets very difficult if you want it to and every system can be abused and utilized and they chain together really well Uh, i remember early iterations of it i i completely disregarded the casting system which for those who are listening uh you have your main attacks you have specials tied to your weapons and you have this kind of basic cast which acts as like a ranged magic attack and ignoring that i had a lot of difficulty and with like utilizing it i don't quite feel like i'm doing devil may cry or something where i'm doing like all these sweet combos but it gets damn close and it always feels very tense yeah i think it's because it it's a very fast-paced game uh it is not like slow or methodical kind of thing um you are doing a, a lot of dashing in and out of combat like you'll you'll go in do a combo string or maybe drop like your weapon special and then you'll like zip out fire a cast off and zip back in to keep things going Mm -hmm. on top of environmental uh like environmental traps and lava oh yeah all the other little things which historically i'm always bad at like i'm always bad at avoiding like environmental damage i it, it, oh, it's like yeah. a it's like a blind spot in my gameplay in like any game I'm ever doing. <laughs> like I just want a pure perfect area, and I know that's never gonna happen. But I pretend it does because of because of course you're gonna get hit by one of the little uh, little bug guys that drop bombs. Oof! Oh my god, those guys are the goddamn worst. Uh, enemy types are fantastic in this game, and when I say fantastic, mm-hmm. I mean some of them are annoying as hick. Um, well, <laughs> let's go. Th- let's do this. Uh, as you go through. The uh, we'll kind of cover a basic run and then we'll kind of go over some of the more meta of, systems of it. Of course, of course. Uh, so as you're going through, you're you're picking up different boons and power ups and stuff to fight all these en- like different enemies. Uh, each air there are four, yeah, four main areas to go through in the game. Mm-hmm. There's the the first area is the, I believe Tartarus. 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 Uh, and that's your very basic kind of. This is the great Greek hell looking one it's a dungeon you've got like vases everywhere you've got like little little skelly bros it, it feels like a prison mm-hmm. uh you then go to asphodel which is, i think the burning is it the burning river i know it it's basically the uh or no wait is asphodel the third one no asphodel is the second one that's Uh-oh. that's the the burning river that's all the bloodless which are all the skeleton enemies and that's where you fight the mm-hmm. hydra who is also a skeleton it's it's a very hell-looking landscape, 
After that, I believe it's Elysium, which is where the good people go when they die. Where they can... There we go. Yes. Uh, and th- That was the third one. At least you go up to Elysium. Yes, yes. Beautiful location. Really love that one. Hard as hell. I, yeah. <laughs> that one is really tricky. Uh, so each... Because each area has like their own gimmick mm-hmm. uh, or kind of thing. Like Tartarus starts off, it's kind of vanilla dungeon stuff with some... Like a lot of spirits and ghosts. Uh, as- and then in that one you fight... Uh, the boss of that one is one of the fates. Um, and we'll come back to maybe the bosses because all of the bosses are pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, you can kind of talk about their mechanics uh, on their own even. And then the second one, Asphodel, is uh, that whole mechanic there is it is all on fire. There's lava everywhere. You have to be very careful of where you're stepping. Mm-hmm. Uh, you fight the Hydra in that one. Yeah. In Elysium, it is all – it is a very different – like it's immediately a very different feel because it's all like lush meadows and rivers. Um, it's kind of got that very peaceful, calming aura to it. Mm-hmm. And you fight uh, Theseus and the bull oof. in that one. Oof! That oof! Can, That's a really tough fight. I um, I I don't know about you, Adam, but Theseus sucks as a like. He just he's <laughs> as a as a as a person. He's a. <laughs> I just Theseus is a jerk. He's just a big old I'm not jerk. A big fan. Uh, getting back um, to the characterization of how of how uh, different mythological characters are. I, I'm sure King Theseus was a real king at some point, but um, he's in there and he is just he's just like so charismatic and he's like ready to kill you for all of his adoring fans and he just talks down to mm-hmm. you and beating him is probably the most satisfying fight in the game for me. Um, <laughs> somehow beating his ass is like more satisfying than like the, I'm just going to kill you guys. Like, all right, whatever. Whereas DC is like, ah, you foolish darkling. You'll never beat us. And like, Oh, I'm going to beat you. Uh, it's also just the, uh, like the, uh, what is it? The self-righteousness of him. Like he, he doesn't just say you suck. He's always talking about how you're a cretin. You're, you're unworthy to be here. You're so, you're so bad. Go back to Hades. Go back to hell. You, you, you little prince, you. Ah, it's so nice to beat mm-hmm. him. Uh, yeah. And then the last world is Styx, right? And that's just before yeah. the the uh, mortal realm, the above world, where you have your final boss encounter for now. And that one, they even changed the mechanics up in that one. It's more about like, um, God, I don't know how you would describe it. They're like challenge rooms so, almost. Yeah, that one's interesting in that for every, every area before the three we were talking about, it's very much a... You go into a room, you fight, you do the kind of combat or whatever thing is in there. Sometimes it'll be combat, sometimes <clears> it'll be a special event room, or sometimes it'll be a kind of restoration room. Yeah. Uh, but there, and then at the end, you can pick one uh, from either two to three different routes, and that it'll tell you like if you go, if you take this door, you'll get this thing in the next room. Yeah. And that's kind of how you plan your course through it. It's a really interesting final challenge, just because there's a little bit more I tactic actually, involved. Oh no 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 no! I'm ta- I'm not talking about sticks. Oh yeah. oh, I thought you were. My bad. Uh, di- no no, this is just the uh, this is just like the base one. Um, the river sticks ends where uh, and you go into the first room, and there's actually five different ones instead of just the just the two or three. And the difference in it is that. You are trying to, you're basically random picking one of them. And at the end of one of these is either the boon or item that the door shows, or you'll also find the 
key to get out. And it's kind of a, it's a challenge room in that you may be in for one to five really fight, really tough fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can be a, that can be a pretty hard area. And that its whole gimmick is poison. And if you get hit by toxic, you have to cure yourself before, uh, before you die out. kind of deal. And it is, it is a pain in the ass of a mechanic. I'll say that. Like, I think they've geared it down since they initially introduced it, but I think early poison, like you had, you had like seconds until your run was over and you were dead. It was, yeah. it was really brutal. For- <laughs> this game is yeah, so brutal. Fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, there are like little healing fountains in each of the rooms. Like when you're in the, when you're in sticks, each of them uh, will give you, there's like a, if you get poison, you can drink from this fountain and you're cured, but you have to find it and like know where to go. Yeah. And that can be kind of difficult. Uh, and yeah, and then once you do that, you go out to the mortal realm, fight uh, fight the bad big boss there, mm-hmm. and then most likely you'll die. And you will get sent back all the way to the beginning and try that again. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll keep trying over and over again and, and um, unlocking and, and learning new things. And it does have kind of a like out of run progression system. You know, you take gold, mm-hmm. you take, uh, not gold, but like gems back, you take uh, little trinkets back from the dungeons, and you can use them to give yourself better stuff when you start. Um, yeah. Going back to the characters, uh, you know, you can get trinkets from them, and those will be like very specific buffs that will drastically change the way your run goes, depending on which ones you equip. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, they've got like uh, like a, what is his name? The, the Wretched Vendor, or the... Um, Oh, um... The Wretched Broker. Yeah. Oh, I, I should know that. Charon. Charon. Oh, no, no. Charon, he, he's in the dungeon. I'm talking about when you're outside of it, you can go into the house. Oh, the Wretched... Oh, that's right. In the house. Yeah. Um, yes, because there... One of the nice things about Hades is that there is, like, this meta progression, this permanent progression thing. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, like, in a normal roguelike, if you die and when you start over, you have nothing. But this one... There is like a lot of permanent progression, gems and stuff like that. Uh, and maybe we'll go over like kind of what each of those do. But yeah, the Wretched Broker, I think, showed up in a newer update. I don't, was he always there? No. I thought he was like a newer update. He, he's that, definitely like, newer. Like they've done a lot of the newer stuff they've added has been around not quite the end game, but kind of like the downtime second half of the game. Like the yeah. dungeons are obviously important, they're the meat. But they have a lot of other subsystems and things to do outside of combat, which I think just makes it a more pleasant game. Like, I do love the fact that yeah. you can have this very intense run and then afterwards you can you can actually talk to some of the bosses that you ran into and just be like, hey, how you doing? And they'll be very mad at you. Um, I'm talking about Megara. Yeah. <laughs> to finish a thought, um, the Wretched Broker will let you convert some material into different. So like... Even if you didn't get, if you're like stuck on a particular material and you just like, because some of them are kind of rare. If you can't get it, mm-hmm. you will be able to uh, trade it for certain things. Uh, I think in the newest update, they just added fishing, which lets you fish up little fishies in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And then you can trade it back and you'll get random rewards from that. Yeah, yeah. I I still can't quite get the hang of the fishing mechanic, to be fair. Um, okay. <laughs> well. We'll go so, forth. So here's the trick. What's the trick? Here's the trick with fishing, y'all. What's the trick? You go up to the you go up to the fishing spot and you'll see the little bubble and Zagreus be like, oh boy, I can't wait to fish. Mm-hmm. And you hit L1. You wait for the bubble there and you'll see it go up and down. Ignore that. 
What you are waiting for is a pillar of light to shoot up. It's very brief, but as soon as you see that pillar of light, then you hit L1, and you will always pull the fish up. Ah, I see. Because, like, I, I'm so used to the bobble being an indicator, like, in, in like, a Zelda or, like, uh, God, anything that, uh, near where there's fish, you know? It's a little different. There isn't that ball of light. But yeah, okay. It, it took a little, it took some, like, looking through to be like, is there, like, a cue or a, 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 a something I can see to know, okay, I can do this? Uh, and, yeah, I found that one. Nice. I want to go back to the kind of gameplay dungeon bit because i feel like we actually skipped over a pretty significant bit. oh yeah by all means um, by all means what did we skip what are we forgetting here uh we totally skipped what kind of upgrades and what kind of boons you'll find in the dungeon which are honestly oh well that is very important so one of the big things with hades is you aren't just going through these rooms willy-nilly yeah. like i said there are certain rewards and stuff and we talked about each of the gods uh that are in the dungeons the main thing that you are doing is going into a room, clearing it, and getting the reward at the end. And these rewards will be... Sometimes they'll be, like, not consumables. They'll be, like, materials you can take back. They could be a Daedalus hammer, which will give your weapon a new perk Mm -hmm. or a new ability. Uh, It could be a palm of power, which is a pomegranate of power, which which will enhance one of your abilities. And kind of the main thing you'll be wanting to get at least I think so, are the different boons from the gods. Mm. And so this is what Drew and I were talking about where, like, you know, we said, like, oh, here's, they characterize all the gods well. Well, the way you find them is by picking up their boons and, and talking to them. And in the narrative of the game, uh, the gods on Mount Olympus are, know that Zagreus is trying to get out and are like, we really want to help you get out. So they're all flavored, like, take this. This will help you get out of here. And they'll all, they'll all kind of have a, a message like that. And they have their different flavors. Um, and you'll get... You'll get your boon, you'll pick one of three, and it will sometime, sometimes be, it'll enhance one of your abilities, or it'll be like a passive ability. But each of the gods kind of focuses on a particular <clears throat> gameplay style. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Drew Drew was really big on like Dionysus, and Dionysus does a lot of AoE poison effects and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're drinking too much and you're hungover. <laughs> i love it dude literally one of the perks one of the perks is hungover and it's like you fight uh, no uh one of the status debuffs is uh hangover and every time you hit your enemy you cause them to be a little bit hungover and they start taking like a damage over time that can stack uh i was pretty partial to artemis artemis is all focused on crits and uh multiple hits like one of her best boons i think is called support fire Ooh, it's a good which one. will you you hit somebody with either your your weapon your dash or your uh cast and it will fire off a homing arrow that'll help mm-hmm. um i'm trying to remember what the other ones are kind of themed around well poseidon is all about uh like shove like shove damage like he's he's got a lot of he's water themed because he's poseidon and so you have these waves that'll like take enemies and slam them against walls and they'll take extra damage because of it. And they might get ruptured, which is a nice status boost. Um, there's mm-hmm. uh, Zeus whose lightning is just, I think it's pretty much just like sweet, quick damage happening very quickly and chaining together. It's like, yeah, it's like AOE chain damage. Yeah. Uh, there's there's Artemis, or not Artemis, uh, Aphrodite, who's, it's all about like, her her stuff's all about almost like confusion or like weakening the enemy. They don't attack you as much because yeah, they love she you. Has, 
Yeah, it, it's like a lot of by way of not them attack by slowing them down, they don't attack you. Uh, her main thing is weak a status called weakness, mm-hmm. which will uh, cause enemies to do less damage to you. Uh, Hermes is like speed, and you can get multiple dashes. Here, I'll tell you this. One of his uh, one of his boons, I think, gave me like three extra dashes. Oh, it's so, so much I had fun! Five dashes at one time. It's so much fun. I don't I don't know if it's the most effective one to get, just because at some point you don't need to dash anymore. You're already safe, but it's a no, ton of fun. You need to dash so much. You need five dashes. How am I supposed to trickster my way through all of this game? <laughs> I mean, you can, you can. I love doing it. Uh, let's see, who else is there? Um, oh, there's Athena. Athena is all defense, uh, defense yes. oriented. If you if you want to deflect or counter or just a raw, like I take a percentage less damage. Um, there's Ares, who I'm, who I like for his perks, but I'm not a big fan of him as a character. He's kind of a he's kind of a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Not like the bad sense, but he's like. <laughs> He hey, he's the god of war looking he's all happy that you're killing things and making his job easier. He's he's like egging you on to be violent and his characterization just makes me want to stay away from him. <laughs> he seems like a really bad dude, which, you know, who is, who is the new god they added, the the ice one? Oh, um god, I hardly ever I, I don't remember her. Is it Demeter? It's Demeter. Yeah, it's Demeter. Demeter? Demeter? Uh, her thing is ice, and I actually really dig her stuff because it's a lot of, like, freeze and slow, um, but she has some cool stuff with, like, her cast, uh, any, any perk that will alter your cast creates this, like, laser beam that can be pretty helpful. It's very satisfying to use. One thing I want to point out is a lot of the boon system feels like a very nice progression from the combat system in Transistor. And I say that because in Transistor, mm-hmm. you would get these these like perks and these like little chips that you would apply to your weapon. And mm-hmm. by using them, you would unlock story bits as well. So you would be encouraged to do different playstyles because it would give you new story bits. Here it almost seems reversed where you get new story bits almost regardless, but because the boons are kind of randomized, like you're gonna mix up your playstyle anyway. But you are still, like, it's still very closely tied to narrative. Like, it's a gameplay mechanic that rewards you by giving you more of a story, which I think is really cool. I don't see that a lot. And it's really interesting to see it here and see it done better than in Transistor at the risk of pissing someone off. Um, But yeah, no, it's it's going good. Um, Yeah, and it kind of holds on to its roguelike-ness in that, like... When you when you get these boons, it's not like a set thing. Like they're all kind of themed around something. So if like I like playing with this playstyle, I know I can go, I can search out um, certain certain gods or boons, and I'll get a similar playstyle. That's kind of where I feel like the game really leans into its roguelikeness in that you're mm. never sure what you're gonna get in a run. You get to pick like when you get there. Uh, like you know, once you clear the room, it's like okay. If I go through this room, I'll get a Daedalus hammer. That'll let me upgrade my weapon, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. Or I could take this room and get a Zeus boon, and that'll really work with my uh, my dash right now uh, because I've already upgraded my dash a bit, and maybe I can get something that augments that. Or, oh, I already have this. Uh, there, there are certain ones that are duo boons where it's like, okay, if you have a Dionysus boon 
and you go and get an Ares boon, you might get one where the two combine and now you're synergizing all of these different boons together. That's where it really leans into, uh, I, I said roguelikeness, but also it's RPG elements where oh yeah, uh, I think you and I have talked about what what build you like, and you can really walk away with certain builds mm-hmm. if you know kind of what to go for and piece together. You won't always get it, but you get something close. I think that's part of the fun of you You will have what you want to gear towards, but you know you're not 100% guaranteed. Like, like you can't pre-plan your build completely. You can kind of hope that it works out in a certain way. You can hope for certain boons paired with what you already have and know that, okay, if I find this guy, I want to do this for this reason. Which, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a level of strategy, but I like it a lot because it's also, it's it's not completely clean. It's not something where, like, you can where you can like optimize a build like verbatim and just make the game boring. Like every run is randomized. Yeah. So you have to think on your feet and think, okay, well I have this, will this be helpful or would this be better? Which again, yeah. just plays into how well thought out the damn game is. There's so much that you can do. It kind of rocks. And uh, I just want to point out that the game even uh, like the dialogues you get with the different gods at times, they will reference the other gods and the other boons you have. And they still... That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I love that because it's a nice way of like guiding you towards certain builds. Like you'll have certain interactions between, you know, like Zeus and Poseidon, which are two really good boon mm-hmm. combinations because it's about chaining stuff and pushing stuff away from you. And they'll actually kind of mm-hmm. tease out good good ideas through the dialogue and they'll have like the gods fighting as well to maybe to maybe play up that there is a relationship with one boon versus the other. And again, yeah. just like using narrative to make the gameplay better. And God, it's good. To build onto that, I actually really dig that like the certain gods will talk about the other ones. I really mm-hmm. like that where it's like, okay, I remember the first time I noticed that where I picked up an Artemis boon and I had a bunch of them and I happened to go get a Zeus boon. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he says is, oh, I see you've even won uh, Artemis's affection. She's usually pretty shy and stuff like that. And, like, that has no gameplay thing, but it's just, like, nice characterization. You really get a good feel for, like, the kind of... You actually get the sense that, yeah, these are full characters. They do act, have all their interactions with the other characters. They're a family living living on a big mountain, and they don't always get along. So there's a little bit of drama, and yeah. there's a little bit of... Little bit of uh, there's a little bit of strain between them. You can tell they're all trying to be really nice to you, but they're not all... They're not all perfect. <laughs> That's a fun bit where you kind of, you, you do get this sense that they're all like, all right, smile for the new family member, but I swear to God, Aphrodite, <laughs> one more time, I'll kill you. It's like they're, Ooh. it's like you're trying to get a nice family group photo, but you know, everyone is pissed off. Like, that's kind of how I think I, it was something like, what was it? It was some like Athena one where I had a bunch of Dionysus boons and she was like, wow, I see you got Dionysus. Well, hope you don't end up like a drunkard like him. Oh, like, wow. Rough. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was going to say about the boons. But let's go back to the, the meta game outside of the dungeon, because that's also like, that's also a really important bit. Oh, yeah. Because this game, as we've kind of described a little bit here or there, has permanent progression. Mm-hmm. And this comes in multiple forms. When you come back, you'll take jewels. I don't know when this was added, but it's a really cool thing I found, where you can use those jewels to talk to the underworld architect and you can build and change certain rooms. You can customize, make it your own. Yeah. You can you can change you can the customize drapes. You can make them green. The dungeon. <laughs> oh yeah, you can do that too. You can cha- you can change the entire hall. 
where it was like i was talking about more the gameplay one but yeah there is like a cosmetic element to customizing your house i i just want to say you you mentioned you can like add in like fountains and healing rooms and um like the little trading posts and whatnot i want to throw in that in the original build of the game um that stuff was Mm. just defaulted like you just got it for free and then in the updates they started making it so you had to pay and unlock them oh yeah so that really giant super giant you taking that away from me yeah like they they really have changed up um the feel like they've definitely thought through what they want and i i I guess it's there to like make it so that you feel like there's more a sense of progression because there's there's a lot more to do now than when the game first released i think the game originally only had the first two areas it had tartarus and uh, asphodel and so now that they've mm-hmm. added new layers and new areas, they need to kind of stretch you out a little bit more. And I still don't know if I like that or if I or if I want them from the start, just because I missed them when they were gone and I had to restart my game. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, having started the game when I had to buy all of the house stuff, I actually thought it worked out pretty well mm-hmm. because uh, and the reason I like this system was is it would let you do a run. And then you would come back and have all these jewels and like, okay, what do I want to do with these jewels? And like, okay, now you can you can tailor the dungeon to kind of what you need. Like, I'm having trouble in Asphodel because of the a- like the AOE damage and stuff. So I'll buy a healing fountain in uh, in Asphodel, and now every once in a while that room will appear. You go into a room, you pick your ward, and instead of a combat challenge, now there's a healing fountain that you get your item you get to heal and you just get to go on and it is super valuable because healing in this game is its own its own little world it's you can get a lot of stuff to help you out but it kind of makes a point of no healing items are very rare if you find one pick it the hell up like it's a tough game like i I know i keep saying that but i personally feel like it's a pretty it's a pretty rough uh roguelike if you're looking for a challenge Mm. and you put the right uh challenge gems on or what have you but i guess we'll get to that in a bit uh what else is there uh oh the other thing one of the other things you'll bring back is darkness yes and darkness is is essentially your xp or currency in this game um to level up your your character Zagreus has a bunch of perks and abilities that you can put darkness into to give you different advantages and skills mm-hmm. uh, not like not like active skills but a lot of passive abilities uh actually in the recent update they totally redid the entire mirror yeah um, I'm, I'm still the mirror is where you put in your darkness i'm still kind of what'd you feel about that one you know um i'm mixed i i liked the the originally the way the mirror worked is you had some darkness and you would basically just like trade trade buffs back and forth and there wasn't a penalty or anything for applying one and then saying i don't like this i'm gonna remix my build a little bit it seems like Mm -hmm. now they give you a few things you have to unlock a bit more and the big the big shtick seems to be once you buy something you can't get it back which yeah feels more traditional i like the experimental approach of letting people experiment with their build but i i can see why they would change it just because it's it's more there for permanent progression i think there are some obvious stuff that once you get you're not trading back and Mm -hmm. there's enough room for customization anyway these are pretty much just things you want to have like there's no downside to having an extra dash you're never like oh why'd i equip this when i could have not equipped it you know (laughs) One of the other changes they made to the to the mirror um, was, yeah, I, I think it, in the early ones it used to be you'd have like this pool of darkness and then you could uh, 
put points into it and you could freely at like deallocate it um i think can you still freely uh pull points out no no not because they have they have the uh the respec thing now yeah uh what they do have what they added in the new update was um so you have your darkness and you have all of your list of perks and you you start off with a certain amount of lit uh of this list and some of them are just put this in and it'll be like a yeah here's an extra dash here's this a lot of them however have two different flavors of the same perk so like let's say you start off with like there's like six items on this list and each one each entry one two three four five six has two different things it could be in and you can pick one of the two so you can have like uh the example i'll use is do you want boiling blood which every time you throw your cast at an enemy it'll embed into the enemy and do a dot or I think, I can't remember the other one, but the different flavor of that one is you embed the the cast into them still, but now it does a damage debuff and a slow. Mm. And so now it's like, you'll pick, you'll put points into both, and then depending on your run, you'll pick which one you want to go with. So you almost like kind of kit yourself out. Oh. Uh, the new thing. I, I. Oh, did you not do that part? No, I, I uh, some context. I have played the game quite a bit, but I recently, my computer exploded. And so part of my lovely journey is I am restarting the entire thing and seeing all the changes they've made from the ground up. So I actually haven't unlocked the new stuff that they have for this one. So I'm looking forward to playing with that just because like that's different from the way it was set up in my original game where it was the mirror was a lot more straightforward originally i think maybe they've finicked with it quite a bit they actually did in the the last one they completely overhauled it um and the the other new thing that you maybe hit or miss on um i was kind of hit or miss on was it used to be that you had every perk was available um yeah and it's like all of these second flavor perks those didn't exist at all so there's like there's now essentially double the amount of perks but you now have to unlock them by spending keys uh, and keys will unlock new perks now. And they used to also be able to unlock uh, new weapons. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to the weapons in a second, but I, I, just to finish off a thought on the mirror, the mirror is a really cool way of getting permanent progression. You will have to grind a bit if you want those like end tier uh, perks and they're pretty worth it. Drew, one of the last perks you can get is a perk that gives you like up to, I think, a seven to ten percent chance that you'll get a heroic or legendary boom. Uh, it's like every every time. It's like wow, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I remember seeing that one. I remember seeing that one and and trying to grind up for it, but I got a little bit more caught up in getting Titan Blood because I wanted to upgrade my weapon. But no, there's some good stuff in there for sure. Speaking of weapons, let's talk weapons. Yeah. Yes. So Hades has. Lots of different playstyles, lots of different boons, and lots of different weapons. Um, there is, you know, a sword you start off with, which is pretty basic. And every weapon follows the same general formula of basic attack and special attack. But the special attacks can mm-hmm. vary quite a bit. And the basic attacks could be anything from, you know, simple slashes to ranged arrows to a gun. They just have a gun. <laughs> Right now, the weapons they have are the Stygian Sword, the Spear of Destiny, and this is where I begin to forget the names, uh, the Shield, whose name escapes me, um, the Heartseeker Bow, the uh, Adamant Rail, which is the gun, mm-hmm. and then the the Fists, but I, I cannot remember what the name of the Fists are. Well, I mean, names are names. <laughs> 
if names are names, but like I was like, man, I was four out of six. I was so close. Uh, you know, um, you can aim forever. Each of them, aim forever. Thanks, dude. Each of them offers a different playstyle. The sword is a balanced and your best all-arounder. The spear is for long range. Pokes shield does bashing and defense. The heart seeker is, you know, do you want to play the range game and just be really quick? Mm. The adamant rail is also, do you want to play the range game? But I, it's like slower, but does like more damage per shot. And then the fists are just the best. Are they? I have not gotten to just, play with them yet. Drew, the point of the fist is that I can run it and just punch like Theseus in the face. Oh, that sounds I have, satisfying. I have, I have no time to slash or hack him. I'm just going to punch him. You know, I think that's the best selling point for this game. You can just punch Theseus right up in the face. <laughs> like that, that, that should be on whatever promotional they have is just, Hey, are you a buff? Uh, are you buffed up on Greek mythology? Do you want to beat the crap out of shit? Go nuts. Ah, <sighs> but yes, they're all quite varied. They all, even after that, you can unlock different variants of them given, uh, sort oh, of the, yeah, the, uh, the aspects yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So your weapon will be very important to whatever run you play. Uh, I don't think they play mm -hmm. as big a role outside of that. I don't think they do a ton of stat checking or anything like that. But in-game, like, as you were saying, Adam, like, there's a wide difference in, like, how you're going to attack a situation based off of what you have. And yeah. they're pretty they're pretty dang useful. I'll say that. Yeah, and it, it's really cool. I think it's probably one of Hades' best strengths in that a ro roguelikes can often be very difficult. Yeah. Um, and they, they kind of are. And Hades is no different. It is. It starts off being very difficult. But mm. one of the coolest things about it is as you play, you will get materials and items that will let you get stronger in ways you want to get stronger. Mm -hmm. um, like, I want my weapon to be stronger, so I'll use Titan Blood to unlock one of the aspects. I need more darkness so I'll so I can upgrade and get these perks that'll help me out. We kind of touch on them a bit. Keepsakes are a big thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll get nectar and ambrosia and they are essentially how you interact with the uh i can't believe if we skipped this part the social link like uh element of the game where you give them to characters and then they'll give you a keepsake and you unlock more lore mm -hmm. and keepsakes can also do a lot of different things i recently just found out how good the keepsakes from the gods are oh because interesting they let you they let you get a boon from that god guaranteed if you have it yeah if i have like a the chalice from dionysus and i go into an area the first boon that's in there i'll get a dionysus boon which does let you start kind of crafting that uh hey i found i really like dionysus let me take this trinket in with me yeah it gives and i can uh it, get, do it this. gives you a lot more control yeah i mm. I personally like using um, uh, Chaos, or what's his name? I think it's Chaos. The, um, the the one that gives you boons that will be bad for you, and then after a certain amount of time, yeah. they get very good. Uh, that's one god we forgot to talk about. Chaos is a special one who's... He's special in that it'll a random Chaos gate will open, and you go in, and he'll give you a boon. And this boon will be like, okay, for the next three rooms, you're going to take damage every time you attack or you take more damage each time you're hit or the fucking worst one was for me was don't dash oh kind of that one's so one. hard that one's was real it hard. don't dash or, it, i know there's a don't use cast that one was pretty hard because you'll lose like health yeah uh, i think there's a don't dash one there's a but then they turn out to be super good mm -hmm. after after a certain period of time yeah it's like a faustian bargain or like a devil's bargain where like 
Yeah. You know, you're going to take some pain, but there's something you want out of it. And I like to use his trinket early on to guarantee I get one of his gates. Because if that happens, I can get it out of the way and have the rest of my run have a really good boost of some kind. And I find that to be very, yeah. very powerful and very fun. And if I screw it up, I'm just going to die in the early game and give it another go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this kind of ties into a, a point I wanted to bring up as well in that um, when you're kind of gearing up for a run, it's really interesting that you can actually have particular goals in mind for a run. Mm-hmm. And I, I bring this up now because we're talking about like uh, the different trinkets and the different ways you can customize yourself. You can even go out, you can even customize yourself to then say, for this run, I really need jewels because I need to get this upgrade. So I'm going to focus on only taking doors that give jewels. I'm going to try to get boons that will increase how many jewels I get. Uh, I'm going to try to get money so I can buy jewels from the store, mm-hmm. from Charon's store, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, I've mm-hmm. done a couple of those where I was like, I need darkness. So I'm going to take this weapon because right now it's got a temporary perk that says more darkness. So I get that. I take, I think it's Chaos's trinket or whose trinket is it that gives you more chaos? Or, sorry, more darkness. Uh, I uh, think that would be Nyx or is it Nyx? Because she, she's all about darkness. Audience members. Audience members, if we sound like we're not sure, there's a lot of little perks and items and buffs you can get mm-hmm. in in this game. And they've been um, changed as well. They've been remixed, so, you know. Yeah, and they, they, they change a lot. My yeah. brain only goes back so far. <laughs> My point is, you will come to a point where you will be like, okay, is this run an actual attempt to get the hell out of here? Or is this an attempt to get as far as I can looking for particular items? Or maybe it's to continue a side quest because that's this something this game also has it has a bunch of side quests yeah it's got all all your classic jrpg elements thrown in but in really cute unique ways that are very fun to discover yeah i want to ask adam we were talking about weapons i want to know what weapon you tend to use or what what weapon you like to use the most i'm very curious about that because i Uh, i am a chad spear guy or i want (laughs) to (laughs) be tell me sell me on the spear Well, I mean, the thing is, the spear used to be fantastic, and now that I'm replaying, I'm finding that it's still very useful, and I still like using it, but it requires a lot of buy-in. But I do Mm -hmm. like it because it gives you a good range attack, it gives you a good, like, basic attack, you can be pretty tactical with it, and you can kind of poke stuff, which is really useful with certain boons, like, the spear paired with Poseidon is very fun because, you know, you're Poseidon, you're spear fishing, it's very fun and mm-hmm. uh oh that is fun and like pushing enemies away with a spear while you're like hunkered down in a corner is is just yeah. a fun little experience but i'm a big fan of that one the sword is nice but they they've changed it quite a bit i i like the reworkings on it see um i am a sword main oh. if only because it was with the it was with the sword of nemesis that i got my very first uh actual clear of the game Ooh. Um, the sword of nemesis has a perk so the aspects sometimes will be just a raw stat change but a lot of them are this thing has a built-in perk or ability that will now deter will now help you kind of guide your uh your choices and playstyle. so the sword of nemesis says walk up do your special for the next three seconds you have increased crit damage you have an increased crit chance on all of your basic attacks Mm -hmm. so you run up drop the special then whap at the thing to see if you to see how many crits you can do and then redo your special to reapply the self buff Mm. and that was awesome 
I loved it. Very tempting. Um, Very tempting. I I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to like reevaluate my entire thought process of this game. It's well, it's so crazy seeing how different it gets. Ugh. The main thing I was doing the sword for, and the reason I was upgrading it so much, is because the newest aspect they added was this uh, the aspect of Arthur, which gets you Excalibur. Ooh. And I'm a Arthurian legend, Mark. I I, I dig that stuff. So what what, I, what is the aspect? I give wanted you? Excalibur. Uh, it is. It's 50 max health more, plus 50 max health. Nice. And when you drop your special, it creates a zone of uh, protection that you have increased defense in. That's awesome. So it's like, it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> that That is really cool. Oh my God. I, I might have to switch over to being a sword bro. My God. Yeah, dude. Sword bros are pretty cool. Uh, there's a couple. I, I'm, I'm still fiddling around with it. At the moment, uh, I am trying to... Now that I've actually beaten, okay, because because we're being very honest about this, if you we're gonna be kind of open with this, the final boss is who you'd expect it to be. It is Drew, who is the final boss. The final boss is your daddy. It's Hades. Your final boss is Papa That's Hades, right. and he's a big meanie butt the whole time. And you have a big dramatic encounter the first time, and then as you have to replay the game over and over because even if you beat him, you still die which uh baked yeah. into the game he will just yeah. eventually it goes from being very serious to very comical just like well father here we are again indeed mm-hmm. uh, so uh i'm leading us into one of our next points so anywho i'm trying out all the weapons because now that i've actually beaten hades once i'm trying to go through and beat him with all of the weapons at least once yes. so that brings us to an interesting point what happens if i get out so as we just said, the end boss of Hades is Hades. You were fighting your dad. You get up to the mortal realm. He tries to stop you. You say, I'm super cool. You have a really tough fight. And then the game ends. So I say the ending isn't really there yet. So we're not sure what happens. At the moment, you basically are kicked back down to hell. And the game says, now imagine that instead you got your ass beat which was which was kind of comical it's the end game humor is great uh it is it is definitely a treat to listen to i love how hades kind of knows he lost but he kind of goes along being like oh yes weak little son of mine could never beat me (laughs) yeah as we said before the game has a world state and every time you do a run you will the game and the characters remember that you did this so if you actually beat hades yeah your dad's like he says oh whatever you didn't actually do it but uh, people around the house of hades will be like oh my god zacharias did you actually beat him and it's like maybe i did Mm -hmm. which leads us into the end game of hades Mm -hmm. which is the pact of punishment runs yes these are new challenge runs you essentially get a scoreboard or checklist of how many how many additional modifiers do you want to add and depending on how many you add, you get you increase the heat level of the uh, of the dungeon, mm-hmm. and it will cause the uh, the they range from like bosses now have new moves to you take more damage, you don't get as many death defiances and stuff like that. And as you increase the heat, you'll get more materials for like you'll get more titans blood to upgrade your stuff. You'll get more diamonds to get high end uh, architecture builds, or you'll get ambrosia to get high-end uh social like, links character interactions that unlock yeah you high-end social links <laughs> well you, you can also get like cool little like hyper trinkets as well uh in 
my previous game, I I got one with uh God, what is his name? Uh, the one about death, the one with the scythe. You met my boy Thanatos. Yeah, Thanatos. Uh, you can up your social link with him quite a bit, and if you do, you get a very nice trinket, which is a little a little stuffed doll of some kind. You know, given they had mm-hmm. a bit of a childhood relationship thing growing up, and. It's super powerful. You can basically clear like an entire encounter with it if you're smart. But um, yeah, there's a lot of good endgame content in there. And uh, again, lots of endgame story content as well. Like the story doesn't end just because you clear a game. It really doesn't end at all right now. But the game itself seems to take that with stride as opposed to pretending that, oh, you're over, you did it. Which uh, I think that's part that in part has to do with just the fact that it's you know, not technically done. It's early access. They're still actively adding new content to the game. But because mm-hmm. they make every update kind of an event, it I'm getting a little ahead of us, but the end game content is just really fun because it indulges in mm-hmm. like, you did it, have a celebration, and here's all the other goodies that are a little bit less serious, but still really interesting. Yeah. I want to go back to... Because I, I want to go back to something Drew mentioned about how, like, the story's not done. Yeah. Because, as we've said multiple times through this, uh, the game has a progressive narrative. It has permanent progress- uh, narrative progression. And I think that is just such a cool thing of it mm-hmm. uh, that I feel, you know, it, it just needs to be brought more often, like, through this thing. Like, one of the things I only recently found about is that there are, uh, I thought I was just doing little little, little interactions with people. Uh, but no, you're actually progressing. So you can... Once you've beaten Hades, you can still do some of these, like, smaller side quests. Like, uh, you can work to try to restore the relationship between Orpheus and uh, Eurydice. Or you can work to uh, reunite Achilles with um, this guy whose name escapes me at the moment who is up in Elysium. And there's a really interesting story there about how, how did these two characters end up at these places when... Neither of them are really should be here, kind of thing. They're not in the you're they're not in the realm of Hades where you think they would be, and stuff like that. Like, and, and you know, even one of the packs of punishments where it's uh, if you put this point into it, it says the bosses get new moves. I think Drew told me this, and I found it out after I tried it. The bosses will then comment about, "Look at this new move I learned." Mm-hmm. You're screwed, Zagreus. Ooh. And now, like, how, how one of the early bosses, Magara, will now be reunited with her sisters so you have to fight all three which is just a treat just a treat did did you make it to uh theseus's special new new weapon power no i think in that run uh i think somebody in elysium killed me i think it was it was not a great run um i think one of the little cat hot wheel things killed me. oh god th- those things are those things are adorable i love them i want a tiny one i want to put it on my desk <laughs> <laughs> Since we're talking about it, do you want to quickly uh, go over the bosses real quick? Because we have uh, Tartarus. We already said Megara. Tartarus. Uh, Megara and her sisters. Um, and that's like a that's a pretty that's a pretty tough boss. I was stuck there for a while. Megara is not messing around early on. Um, and then again, like as you replay the game enough, they know that you're going to see the first boss again and again. So they actually will randomly swap it out with one of her other sisters who are kind of a remixed version of the fight. After that, mm-hmm. you in uh, Asphodel, you have the Bone Hydra, who is just the worst. He's this giant, nasty snake that has a bunch of heads that pop up from the lava and just mess with you. And mm-hmm. uh, if you manage to take that guy down, 
then you will move on to Elysium, where the boss is the man we hate, Theseus, and the uh, Minotaur? Minotaur? Yeah? Yeah, the the bull, the Minotaur. Yeah, yeah. It's, like a, it's like a two enemy fight. It's uh, like one is shooting his range at you, the other is uh, just charging at you. It's terrifying, and there's this audience cheering you on because you're in this big coliseum. And then finally, there's the fake-out fight with Cerberus, and then it is the actual fight with uh, Mr. Hades. Which, you know, all very tough, all very painful. I want to talk about the Cerberus boss fight. Uh, Cerberus is the boss of Styx. Styx is the one where, you know, it's the five rooms that you go in and you're trying to find a... You're essentially trying to find dog treats at the end of one of these rooms. <laughs> because you're literally just bribing him. Like, like I got to that spot and I got really nervous that they were going to try to ask me to kill uh, Cerberus. Kill your puppy. I was like, please, please don't. <laughs> Please don't have me kill my dog. And they're like, okay, give him this and Cerberus will just, just go away. And like, thank you, Super Giant. I, two things about that. Thing one, I think it's mm. very cute how when you defeat him, they have a little you did it, you know, message. And it's always something yeah. that's like, you defeated Cerberus's hunger. Or like, you have vanquished no one, but Cerberus is going to go away now. Like, they, they're going to be, they're funny about it. Uh, this is what I remember. You have bribed Cerberus. <laughs> <laughs> Cerberus bribed. The fun thing, the part two of that, apparently that was based off of community feedback because everyone sees Cerberus as one oh! of the, one of, in, in the first, uh, yeah, it was like an in-joke. In the, in the house, Cerberus is hanging out and he's your puppy and it's always kind of implied he might show up later. And the big fear was, are mm. they going to make Cerberus a boss? We really don't want to fight Cerberus. He's our bro. So they put him in there to kind of fake you out as like, no, we're going to make you fight him. And then they don't because no one wants to beat up Cerberus. No one wants to beat up your favorite puppy. So nobody wants Nobody that. needs that. Nobody needs that. And yeah. Supergiant hears you. They they hear you and they don't want you to feel like a horrible person. They want you to feel like a rebellious <laughs> teenager. Uh, Would a rebellious teenager kill their dog? No, but I'll fight my dad. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's different. <laughs> that's that's just that's just how they do. That's that's different. <laughs> Uh, but um man we that gameplay section went on long there's a lot to talk about with this there, game it's there a, is. shockingly deep it's a shockingly deep game there is um, do you with like a lot of variety and stuff yeah. do you want to go into presentation the art the music or do you want to skip ahead maybe to memorable experiences well we'll probably we've kind of done memorable experiences i actually would like to talk about the art and the music let us do it because i do feel like this game continues in the style of all super giant games of being just a fucking absolute joy to look at mm-hmm. like it's it's gorgeous it's damn gorgeous there are people who could probably give like actual explanations like oh here's the different artistry and stuff they're doing to make it look this way but i'm like every time i look at it uh it, it just there's new little details you'll notice on like the characters um like drew mentioned nix is is the God, goddess of night and so her design is all you know it's got a lot of stars and moons and stuff in it mm-hmm. there's a little darkness gem on her necklace it's it's kind of cool i love i've loved watching the style evolve over time because they've been adding in a lot mm-hmm. of assets like they they have this kind of generic look for a character that doesn't have a finalized um a finalized design yet or one that's fully implemented and seeing those slowly mm-hmm. get replaced has been a real joy I think there was one point where I was talking to you, I think it was before you officially had the game, and I told you they did a big update, uh-huh. and they made it look really good, and they updated the art, 
And your reaction was something like, how is that possible? It's already gorgeous, which is yeah. like a perfect it, summation of what they've done. Um, it just looks so damn good. And it's, it's hard to describe it, but the best way I could describe it is uh, if any of you listeners are familiar with the Hellboy comics uh, with Mike Mignola stuff, it, it kind of reminds me of that. Maybe oh. it's the very like use of like shading or like the way they kind of use like heavy like dark lines and stuff like that hmm. um like i said an actual artist would barely be able to tell you what exact techniques they're doing mm-hmm. what i will tell you is that it looks it looks and moves fantastically yeah uh, colors pop it's a very vibrant and how to put this you can tell kind of what's going on just by looking at a glance um, it telegraphs really well there's there's a ton of stuff yeah. that can be going on on screen but i never feel lost it's it's a style that looks really good and is also very well thought out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the one the one criticism I'd actually have of the art um, is kind of... Actually, maybe what you kind of just said is that sometimes there can be a lot going on in the game, like visual effects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I've occasionally had trouble trying to figure out, is this going to hit me or is this not? And I don't know if that's something with how the camera is set up or if it's from the art. I thought it might be the art because it's like, uh, because everything meshes so well together, it can sometimes be hard to see like, is that a effect over there or is that an actual attack thing? And it's something you'll learn as you play the game. But I, I remember the first couple times it was like, I don't know what's hitting me because there's a lot kind of visually going on. Huh. But for the most part, it's fine. Yeah, may- maybe I just like over time have gotten more accustomed to the style. So that could be part of it. Mm-hmm. I just know that when I play it, I like there's all these nice details. And at the same time, I yeah. can still track my character. I can dash across an entire map and still kind of have a good idea of like where I am relatively. I can know who I'm hitting. Yeah. I know what my attacks are doing. I, uh, you know, what's interesting. I was playing it earlier and I was wondering if because it has so much visual, visual splendor, if that almost tricks people mm-hmm. into thinking it's not as deep a system as it is. Cause like, I'm so used to roguelikes being so systems heavy that they focus very exclusively on systems. And then they'll have like some cutesy art or like some like pixely art or something. And here they don't. Um, instead it's, this big beautiful thing that's this big cartoony and wonderful flowy animation oh by the way there's an Uh incredibly intricate system beneath it you know it's it's just it's not something i would have expected given how deep the mechanics end up going but again super giant it could also be that i'm like you know you kind of get into that flow of playing a game and sometimes like certain details kind of get messed because you're focusing so much on like one thing oh totally totally uh, that's why i said it's not like a i'm not gonna knock the art style for it um i just know sometimes when s- some stuff goes on it's like oh i don't know how, where i got hit on that um yeah it i don't know what to say this is really good um <laughs> i will say the a lot of the art is the character models are all 3d models i believe like everything everything in the dungeon is uh at least the moving characters are 3d i think Thing. they are they are the backgrounds are all 3d as well i think they are some 2d sprite work on them. yeah they're like 3d models that have 2d sprites painted on top yeah uh and it just has this really nice look to it like even when you're in the dungeon like we said it's an isometric one so if you've played any of those or like you've played a bastion you'll you'll know what we're talking about um it's very easy to tell kind of where you're in the room or like what where you are in it i think they do a lot of really cool tricks and stuff to be like 
to give everything like a sense of depth. I don't, maybe it's just the, the setting, but you never get the sense of like, oh, this is just some mythical room floating in the middle of nowhere. Like, no, this is a part of a bigger put together world. Mm-hmm. And I think they get away with that. Cause like, you know, in Tartarus, it, it it's themed around being shifting rooms. So it makes sense. Like, okay, this might be on like a shifting bit or at, in Acidel, it's always, there's like lava, like always bordering everything. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you must be on like an Island, uh, Elysium has like these gardens and high rise areas where it feels like that. And and strange strange looking technology that feels kind of otherworldly and yeah. and then sticks I guess sticks for me feels a little weird. It feels a little out of place, but I still like it. But I, I guess the theme sticks is the theme there is like almost like yes. like caves, like you're you're underground, but you're very close to the surface. So there's lots of roots and dirt. That's kind of the the impression I got too. Yeah. Um I don't know if this is an actual thing. Sticks always feels more claustrophobic or everything. Maybe it's it just because the rooms feel smaller or maybe the camera is physically zoomed in a bit more. Yeah. I don't think it's the camera being zoomed in, but everything just feels closer and tighter because you are in these caves and you get a good sense of that. Yeah. And then you get back out in the big room. It's like, oh, okay, finally. I'm in like, I have some breathing space and there's a stupid rat who's about to kill me. Yeah, yeah. Pro Strat, when you get to Sticks in your new run, watch out. There is a super vermin that shows up as a mini boss oh my god that that is no joke he will destroy you yeah yeah rats rats in this game don't mess around they're actually pretty brutal which is weird because the easiest enemies in the games are like ghosts and skeletons and your biggest problem is going to be a giant nasty rat so keep that in mind well because it's a living thing it's not undead oh you know no that's true that's true that actually builds right into the lore i i forget some of some of that stuff i forget all those details i focus too much on uh you know who who does who does Zeus actually get along with, and who is he who is he messing with? Because you know mm. they're all frats. Um, visually, you know, Supergiant always rocks, and you know another thing, Supergiant's pretty good at Adam. What are they good at? They tend to use music pretty spectacularly. Uh, Bastion was known for their fun songs. Transistor's main character was a singer, and uh, in my humble opinion. The music in this game is fan goddamn tastic. I don't know how you feel about mm-hmm. it, but I quite like it. I dare say it's good. It's it's really good. <laughs> it's um there's a lot of like ear catching, like stuck in your head songs. Yeah. I think we mentioned it a lot in our music episode. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, just I think we we even like gave it some shout outs in our music episode. And I think in the later updates, they've added a lot of new songs that are very lore based. Um, mm. what, what are those two? The the muse and the the artist. I forget their names again. Uh, Orpheus and Eurydice. Yeah, they they I believe they have a few vocal tracks and it's pretty much just them telling different stories. And they're really mm. haunting and chilling to listen to. I I really like them. They fit the tone really well. I think well. we mentioned before. Yeah. They do this like really good thing where um, I just don't know how to, how to describe this. Some music can feel overbearing in a scene mm-hmm. and especially in a game where you're like constantly going through the same area and hearing the same tracks. Uh, somehow, even after hearing all these tracks for so long, I never get tired of hearing it. Yeah. And they, they're just like, you know, even when you listen to it, it like it fits the scene. Like Tardis is, is like kind of really good energy, high energy one of like you're getting out of here. Asphodel is getting a little bit more. Uh, intense elysium has this like almost kind of bouncy not a bounciness to it 
But like it's got this different vibe to it that makes you that really enforces the feeling of you know Zagreus, you're really not supposed to be here. This is the Hall of Heroes kind of thing. Yeah, it feels very imperial. I would say like it feels very like yeah. um, very big, booming, you know, elite. Mm. My favorite thing though is when you're fighting Hades. Hades's boss theme is a remix of the main game theme, and I absolutely adore any game that does that. Where, like, the final fight or anything is, like, a new riff or take on a song you've been hearing the entire game. Yeah. And I thought that, like, I remember that started up and like, oh, this is the best. I think my favorite track, though, is the, uh, uh, which one? It's the, uh, the Fairy of the Dead in Asphodel. One of the mini bosses you can fight is you can go on the fairy. Oh, yeah. It's got that kind of, like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's dun. the death boat, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess I like the uh, I like the vocal tracks quite a bit. I like uh, the one that goes, you know, farewell, farewell, da, 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 da. and I think there's like two versions of it. One's from the muse, one's from the artist, which is you know a nice little mm-hmm. quirk. Uh, I don't yeah. I don't remember if uh, if it's changed at all, but I know when I was playing it, they had uh, you could actually unlock the songs and play them in the house if you had uh, Orpheus hanging around. So I, I love uh, when games can. do that. I I think you can. I just don't know how to do it because he's sitting there like, oh, if only I had some some more music to play. I'm like, commando. Oh, I'll give you music. You have to buy it from the uh, from the sh- from the shopkeeper or the uh, the renovations guy. I'm a- how much does it cost? Uh, it's usually like uh, like a diamond or something. It's like a... A diamond? Yeah. They're expensive <laughs> as hell. Uh, but they're fun if you get the right ones. And it's... I, I'm a sucker for any kind of customization like that. You know, it feels... That's a it feels that's a worthwhile purchase. Well, because it feels like a nice throwback to, to Bastion where you could, like, have your little home where you were, like, having all your characters around. And anything that lets me, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to be a DJ. Let me just do that is uh, is nice. I enjoy it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, presentation-wise, this game is definitely super giant. It feels very signature to them. They have... Mm-hmm. They have like this like real love for like shiny shiny particles and very bright colors and yeah 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 just if you if you're a fan of pretty things buy it now go and do it uh, one thing to add on to it is that the voice acting work is also especially good. oh yeah I almost how could I forget that all, oh my god all of the characters have you know unique voices and sounds and the way they talk are feel very appropriate for their character like we said like Dionysus is kind of a bro bro character zeus is very high and mighty Mm -hmm. hades sounds very gruff kind of booming and demanding but like gruff and like i don't know where to put zagreus's voice actor but he does a fantastic job yeah yeah and just like the way they and this is partially the writing as well the writing for the game is quite good but the voice acting just brings these characters to life and i think there's like fifteen thousand different voice lines I think they said in the game. Zach, uh, and... sorry, Adam, I I just want to point something out that uh, you might enjoy. You know how we were just talking about music? Uh-huh. Uh, so you know the, the main composer for most of Supergiant's games is Darren Korb, right? Yeah. Turns out he's the voice actor for Zagreus. So there you go. Wow, Darren Korb. <laughs> he's just goddamn talented. Why don't you... Do you want to just ha- can I hang out with you, please? Like, you could just talk to me. He's like, supposed to hey, chap, supposed to be all have right. this sandwich. Like, oh. Oh my god, thank you. 
<sighs> yeah, but you were saying. Wow, he really? Yeah. Darren Corb is a Yeah, he wow. I, I think he That is I think he technically does chaos as well, but that's like so much voice shifting. I don't think it really matters much, but mm-hmm. he's like their audio guy. So I guess he's just is super talented. So that's fun, man. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. To all of the voice actors and actresses, it is a delight to listen to this game. Yes, like, it is. It's really fun to hear people. Indeed. Indeed. Do you, do you have any other presentation tidbits you want to go over, or shall we move on to the next bit of our lovely our lovely episode? Ah, uh, let's go on to the next bit. I've pretty much said all I can say. It's it's a delight to look at and listen to. It sure is. Um, let's see here. Oh, you know what? We're on uh, memorable experiences. So, Adam, my question to you is: Tell me about a really good run you had, and and how it made you feel as a human being. How it made me feel as a human being. Jeez. Did it elevate you? <laughs> uh, okay. I will tell you about the first time I actually beat Hades because I remember that very distinctly because I've been trying for so long. So one of the things I did is when I first started the game, I was playing it on PC. Uh, so I thought, okay, I'll use mouse and keyboard because that will that seems like the best way to do it. Uh, and after being kind of stuck for a bit, a couple of my friends were like, hey, you should really switch over to GamePad. And I did, and that helped out a ton, mm-hmm. and I suddenly started feeling like I was getting way more consistently good runs, but I'd always get stuck at at, uh, at Hades. So I finally said, okay, look, here's what I'll do. Uh, and this is a good example of all of the mechanics kind of working together in this game. So I think this is a good ex- like story to tell. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I need to upgrade my weapon and i haven't been getting many much titan blood but i know that i need to get a different weapon because i need just that little extra oomph so i got the sword the the nemesis sword and i picked that one because it had what seemed like a pretty damn good perk to it the run i eventually did was built like this i'd start off with the sword nemesis and i got um I think I started getting like some Dionysus stuff because one of the things I I had read was one of the uh, boons the uh, not boons one of the perks from the mirror you could get was called privilege status. Mm-hmm. If you ever get two different status effects on one enemy, uh, that enemy starts taking forty percent extra damage. Yes, that's kind of insane. Yeah. So I built my entire run around how many status effects can I put out. And how long can I keep it on there? So the build was start with the Sword of Nemesis to proc my uh, my crit. Then I used uh, Dionysus's dash poison. Uh, no, it was the uh, yeah, it was his dash poison, and I did that. And then I also used uh, Aphrodite's weakness and applied that on that. I think I had that on the sword. Mm-hmm. The next thing I did. Was I also got um, a perk that said anytime I I think it was my, either my special or anytime I got hit I would inflict doom on somebody and that's Ares's thing Ooh. and I was like okay that's pretty good I can now drop two different status effects then I started getting duo boons and that's the ones where they start working together oh, those are perfect says, for that okay. kind of build and it was like okay anybody who has uh, I think it was like uh, your if they are poisoned your doom effect lasts longer or something like that mm-hmm. um if they are weakened your doom effects now apply multiple times so as long as they are weakened 
your doom effect just keeps hitting them oh. instead of doing a one a one time DPS hit. Oh my god! On top of all of that, oh my god! I also got a bunch of I also got a bunch of perks for Artemis. I got supporting fire, and I also got the. Uh, one that just says, hey, you get an increase to your crit damage. Remember that every time I do my special and then do a basic attack, I'm doing increased, uh, I have an increased crit chance on them. So I'm literally tearing through this. That is and to com- And to make sure I get this exact build, every time I'd clear an area, I would, um, I'd go and pick up the trinket for that god who I was missing. So I'd be like, okay, I just beat Tartarus and I got Ares. Well, I need. I know I need Aphrodite or Dionysus, so I'll take one of those trinkets to make sure I get it. And then in the next area, he's like, well, I still need one of them. I'll take the other one, and that'll carry me. Uh, that'll get me the other one. So I, I gave up, you know, consistent perks for a one really good one-time perk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So by the time I actually fight Hades, I am just dunking on him <laughs> with every status effect I can. If I had thought about it, and I just realized this as I was telling it, one of the cool bonus things that you can do after you beat the game is you can look at a run of all of your... Uh, you can look at a history of all of your runs. And I think I have that run saved somewhere. So I could have actually pulled up the uh, the exact loadout I had. But suffice it to say, all I did was, how many status effects can I dunk on this person? I see. And the answer was, a lot. So your pro strat is... Destroy your enemy from every possible angle with every possible item you can find ever, which I love. Pretty much. That's excellent. I, I, it's what that particular boon, the one where you get like extra damage if there's two status effects. I've been a little skeptical of, but it sounds like it's super powerful. It's like, okay, the problem is, is that I found that this strategy works and it worked well enough that I'm not sure how to play the game without going for that strategy. It just worked really well for me. Okay. I was like, just a lot of damage you could unload real quick. And I assume this was with a sword, right? Yeah, this was Sword of Nemesis. Nice, nice. Very cool, very cool. And that was when you beat Hades, correct? That was my first, that was my very first uh, clear I got up, I was cheering, I was like, oh my god, I did it, I did it! And then the game said, oh, but you didn't, though! Back to Hades with you! Like, oh. <laughs> oh no! Uh, fantastic. I, I want to ask, have you, tried to, uh, have you tried to replicate it at all? Have you been able to replicate that kind of thing? Uh, I did it once. I think I have two clears. I think I did it with a spear. Nice. I don't remember which spear, but I did it with a spear. Well, as as a person who loves the spear and and stands the spear, I'm glad you're at least trying. I think it was the spear of the aspect of Hades. Oh. I, I I went up and he was like, "Wow, you're using my own spear against me!" Like, yep. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, because it is originally his weapon. So yeah, I again, mm-hmm. lore showing up, lore showing up in fun places. Uh, I I got a run I wouldn't mind sharing if you don't mind. Go for I, it. As you know, this was spear run and. Part of why I like this is because it was during the more experimental days when they were messing around with the stats and whatnot. And for mm-hmm. for context, lightning was super broken. Lightning was already very powerful. So what I did is I got my spear and I did myself a round of chaos. You know, I said, okay, chaos, uh, let's do some nasty stuff. And the one, the one that I selected gave me a high crit ratio. It gave me a high crit... Um, chance so i got that going Mm -hmm. and i have my spear 
and I get some lightning. And I tie the lightning to my special for the spear, which is I throw the spear, some lightning hits people. It's great. The thing is, there is a special, um, uh, a Daedalus hammer element you can get, which changes the way your weapon works. And I, I typically went with one that like really boosted my special or like did something that was kind of fun. And there was this one that I always wanted to try out, which was you throw the spear and it bounces off of other enemies. And there's like a, like a damage <laughs> bonus. And I had, a, I had uh-huh. ignored it because I was like, ah, that sounds a little silly. I, what if I'm going one-on-one? What if I'm against a boss? This was very much a goof round. I was like, okay, whatever. Let's pick it up. And lightning being super OP paired with high crit ratio paired with bouncing around weapon of death meant chuck spear wait 10 seconds the game the the room is done it was just this like ridiculous like (laughs) i throw it and it was like something out of the matrix it just like zips around the entire room wrecks everyone uh i yeah and then and then good adam um you get you get supporting fire from artemis which uh it's just great it's just great because it gives you an extra little hit if you do a dash or an attack or something and with your bouncing spear it's just you know tap a button unleash ridiculous chaos against everyone in the goddamn world and it just it was an awesome run because it got me all the way up to hades no problem but it was also really dependent on multiple enemies so when I'm fighting hades oh uh uh-huh he suddenly was like way harder than anything I had had up until that point uh, I don't know. Because for the most of that fight, it's just him. Yeah. Like, you're not getting extra people to bounce stuff off of. Yeah, so I I think I was in that, that state of, like, I am an unstoppable god, this is glorious. And then, like, got kind of wrecked by my dad. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah. It was, it was like a... That's the hard part yeah. of... That's the hard part about Hades. You'll feel unstoppable at times. And then you'll come up to someone who says, hey... Did you expect me? Like, no, I didn't. And now I can't, I can't do this. So, uh, it, it gives <laughs> you some really great highs and then puts you in your place, but quick, if you're not careful. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Early runs of Hades where lightning was OP was a really great time because again, just mm-hmm. lightning all over lovely particle effects that wouldn't hurt you. Cause they were you. And it just, it was just a lot of fun. I try to replicate that thing if I can. It's why I it's why I like the spear because if you know what you're doing with the spear, it can be pretty wild. Um, but mm-hmm. so can every other weapon. Like I I've been told to play with the shield, but every time I do, I can't pull it off. I am unable to make that thing work for me. Uh, I think it's the chaos shield. The chaos shield one is um, what'll happen is you get a you do your bull rush, and it, what it is is it, it's a shield charge or shield bash, and then after you do that, you can then throw two additional projectiles if you're using the Chaos Shield. Uh, and from what I've heard, that's like just a really good weapon. I am I tried it out. I can kind of see where people are coming from because you can block a lot of stuff. And then you can then... And then you can then. <laughs> and then you can then. Sorry. I just had to think of what I just said. <laughs> it's all right. And then. And then. <laughs> and then he thought about it. And then he thought, and then he thought, what if I threw a shield? And then he thought, what if I threw two shields? Ooh, two shields. And then there were no enemies left. Oh, wow. And then, and then. And then, and then, (laughs) and then. 
I love it. Lovely story, Adam. Lovely story. Uh, um, let's see. Were there any other memorable moments? I mean, like, I... There's a lot. I'm just trying to... Th- I, um... How about this? What is your favorite god? Like, your favorite god, not just for their boon, but for their, like, interactions and, like, the fun you get with them. Because I'm very partial to, um... Obviously Poseidon, but I honestly have mm-hmm. a ton of fun with um, the relationship between Orpheus and the... I think she's a nymph, is it? She's like a... Yeah, Eurydice. Yeah, Eurydice. Like, I, I love their storyline. Mm. I think it is such an interesting thing. I, I cannot get enough of it. Let's see. Which, which storyline or gods do I like? Ooh, um, I, Thanatos, right? Like, you're a, you're a big Thanatos boy? Yeah, I really like Thanatos. I think he's... Uh, I think he is super neat. Um, I love his interaction in the game. When he when you show up, he's not one of the gods you can get boons from. Every once in a while, you'll go into a room, and he'll just show up. Uh, he is probably the closest thing you'll get to a in-dungeon ally kind of thing. Not closest. He is an in-dungeon ally. He is essentially uh, Prince Zagreus's old friend mm-hmm. who is kind of upset that Zagreus is just up and leaving him right mm-hmm. now, but he still wants to help his buddy. So he'll go in and under the pretext of, I'm going to challenge you, who can kill the most in this room, uh, he'll be helping you. And if you can beat him, he'll give you a centaur heart, which will give you increased max HP. And I really like that relationship because I think it's an interesting one where it's like, uh, he's all miffed that like Zagreus is like, he understands that Zagreus needs to leave because Zagreus wants to see the mortal world. Uh, and I think we talked about it a bit. There is this kind of underlying mystery of uh, Prince Zagreus's mother. Yeah. And so he knows, Thanatos knows why he has to leave, but he's still kind of annoyed that he's leaving because he knows he can't like hang out with them. So he's like, all right, well, my boy's leaving, but I'm going to help him any way I can, but he ain't getting it for free. Mm-hmm. So I, I really dig Thanatos. Uh, I like, uh, in that same vein, I like Nyx as well. Nyx and Chaos are interesting because the more I'm learning about them, the more it's like, okay, what happened? <laughs> like, I'm so confused. Chaos is just neat mm-hmm. as well. He was a good addition. Excellent addition. I love what he adds to the game. I All right, there is one interaction that has that I think about every single time I get like a duo boon. It is the interaction between Dionysus and Zeus. How does that go down? Where I think it's, I can't remember if it, I don't know if it matters who you have. I think it's, oh no. If you have a Dionysus boon and you go and pick up a Zeus boon, Dionysus will come out like, all right, Zacharias, look, my dad's here. You need to play it cool, right? <laughs> he's the god of all gods. He's he's Zeus. He's the big man, all right? Just be cool, man. <laughs> and then Zeus comes in like, oh, I see you've met my boy Dionysus. Well, if he's if he's given you his blessing, I'll give you one as well. Just don't get into trouble. And it's like, the sense I got was like, you and Dionysus are like, those kids are like, okay, we're going to go play with dad's tools. Just don't tell him. <laughs> that's great and i kind of i kind of love it that is great i can't remember if that's when you get the uh their duo boon because i think they do they do have one where you throw the dionysus projectile uh that creates this poison cloud Mm -hmm. and if you get the duo one it just starts shooting lightning at that cloud what oh that is like oh that's so good it's like oh that's good yay oh man well, all right. Um, there's a lot in this game. Yeah, there, there's a lot. There's a lot. We're, we're getting kind of towards the end of our list here. Um, we have a question here about just the general early access experience and then what you would want for future updates. 
because, you know, it's something that updates very frequently. And I don't know if we've really gone mm-hmm. into detail about how they've been doing early access. So it might be worth addressing it just because uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I, I'm someone who personally is always very skeptical of early access as a model. I think it's very easy to mm-hmm. abuse and there's been a lot of cases of that. But this is something that has actively really made me re-examine the practice. And I honestly feel like the game is complete. And I feel like every update feels like an event. Like there's been so much community outreach Mm -hmm. from Supergiant. They're always like doing a lot of back and forth with their user base. And even the tweaks feel very natural when they do them. I... Mm -hmm. I've generally been very impressed with their rollout, especially considering it's been a year and a half and I still enjoy all the new stuff they bring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Like, you know, when it, when Hades very first came out, it came out as an early access exclusive on the Epic Game Store and it had like a year of exclusivity to it before it came out on Steam. And I, I played it on Steam when it came out. And I remember, yeah, like a lot of people were kind of wary of well, this isn't a really access game. Well, Supergiant hasn't done one and it's going to feel weird. Should I just wait? Yeah. And I think there was a little resentment of it being on Epic Store first. I think that, yeah, I think it that's, made sense. That's a whole different. But I can understand. I know there was, I know there was a group of people who were kind of against the platform as a whole. So, you know, I understand the skepticism early on. Yeah, that's a, the being on Epic Game Store is a whole different thing. But for like just early access, I know a lot of people were like, how do, I, how do I word this? Kind of what you were saying of like early access seems like you'll be getting things piecemeal and stuff. And it, it, it's not always fun to feel like, okay, I played the full game and I only got bits and pieces of it. But then, you know, when you play it in that early time, it's like, no, look, you only got up to this thing. Uh, and you know, you'll just keep playing it. And Drew's absolutely right. Every time they've rolled out an update, it almost feels like getting one each update is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. It, it is not like a, Hey, today's update is, we changed one texture or we changed one value it's no it's always like no this is a ton of new art uh new like weapons or weapon aspects to try out or here's like more gods or stories or boon there's like new boons and new boon adjustments and it's always substantial and you're absolutely right the more i think about it it almost feels like getting the next episode in like a series, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it never feels the best way I can describe it is getting the updates through early access never felt like they were small or insignificant. It always felt like, okay, this is a big deal that this updates here because there's so much new stuff that you can go and do. And these changes were never like insignificant. They were always like, this is going to be a big deal that this thing changed. And there's like more you can do. Uh, I'll be honest, some updates felt bigger than others. Some of them were just like, okay, this is mostly a content one. But some of them were like, this is a content one and a major systems overhaul. Mm. Like the the one that came out, I think it was the Nighty Night one, was like, here's Nyx's art. And that was really cool because this is a character that you could see her official art. Mm-hmm. Here's a new weapon, which is the fist. So now that's a entirely new way to play. Here's a new weapon aspect for the sword. So if you like the sword, this is a new way to play. I believe this is the one where they also like started adding in... Uh, I think this was the, the mirror rework. It was. There it was, was a bunch of new lines... Uh, there was a bunch of new voice lines added to a, like to account for these new events and stuff. So that's content, uh, like story content if you want. Mm-hmm. 
I believe there was also like a bunch of balance and adjustments, and that was really cool. I just realized who whoever is in charge of tracking all the voice lines and where they need to go, like hats off to you. That is not an easy job at all. Yeah, that's that's a fuck ton. That's a lot of work. Uh, so yeah, it's just like I think Hades will be the now poster child for here's what early access can be. It's a really good. It is a really good use of early access. Interesting. Now, I will say, because uh, we, we've talked about this a bit, or we've tried selling friends on it, and they've always asked, oh, why would I play it now as opposed to wait for the full release? Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll address that. Of Drew said it, and I agree with it. Hades already feels like a, a complete game. There, It feels like there's some... like. Everything is already there, and every time there's a new update, it feels like, like I said, you're getting like the next episode in a series. There's a new, it's a new event, or and there's or there's just a little bit more added to it to kind of get on, go on. That said, um, I totally understand people saying like, oh, I don't want to play it because they're still, it's it is still in early access, and they want to feel like they want the finalized systems. Uh, I understand that. Because I think Drew said he had kind of gone through this of like, here's the old version of the mirror. Now here's the new one. And, you know, kind of readjusting that or here's this like completely reworked thing. I can get that. So I, I can I can understand that. I, I like I, I anyone who sees the early access and runs away like you have my endorsement as a general rule. I totally get it. You can absolutely get screwed over by that kind of system and that practice. In this particular case, like, even with the reworks and the changes that I've seen, like, there have been places where, you know, I had certain setups and I had gotten into a groove that no longer is viable because of changes. But honestly, I'll put it like this. Uh, People play Overwatch. Overwatch is a completed game. Overwatch gets a new update and a reworking every couple months or so. And that feels roughly equivalent to the kind of stuff that happens here. Like... You know, a character will be reworked, a weapon will be reworked, something will be changed around, and it might be inconvenient, but it's ultimately for the improvement of the overall package. Like, it's the quality has, like, always been going up, and it had a really Mm rock-solid place to start from. And considering that it's, like, I think the game's, like, 20 bucks, 30, something like that, like, it Uh is well worth your time. It's, like, well worth your time, you know? Yeah, I think that's the main thing, is that... um, a lot of games for early access, people kind of view it as, oh, this game's getting dumped into early access and it never comes back. Yeah. Uh, Which is fair. True. There it's is kind of like this. There are a number of games that have done that where it's like, oh, this is on early access. Well, it got abandoned by its uh, devs. But, you know, knowing Super Super Giant, I kind of knew this wasn't going to get abandoned. I knew this was going to be quality, but I can see why people would be hesitant on yeah. it. But I think you're right. Every update felt like it wasn't just, it wasn't just a quality update. It was a significant and impressive quality update that really added value to the game. Mm. Um, so that's why I say, uh, oh, and the last thing I'd say is if you are somebody who is like, oh, but the ending's not in yet and you're waiting for the ending, that I also get because, well, uh, it depends. It's a, it's a particular kind of player of whether or not you will be okay with the, hey, you finished it and then the game uh, kind of, cheekily kicks you back my two senses my two cents is the end game content and the raw humor and fun they have with poking you and saying haha you didn't really do it haha the ending isn't really yeah. there 
is completely worth it. Like, I almost feel like people are going to miss out if they don't get to experience the fun they're having yeah, putting it together. I, I agree. I actually, uh, you know, in one of the, the updates, they said like, okay, you know, the ending's not in yet. And I was like, I actually don't know how they're going to handle the ending because uh, the twist at the end feels like such a... One, it feels like a very natural thing to have happen. Oh, yeah. But it also unlocks the rest of the game, I felt. So unless there is, like... I guess we'll just have to wait to see what they do with it. But I'm very curious to see, like, how they're going to, uh, quote-unquote, have an ending to it. Yeah. Uh, And this kind of all leads us into our final question of, what would you like to see expanded on in a future update? Yeah, definitely. And it seems like um, you have here their next planned update is the quote Blood Prince, which very ominous title. Uh, the Blood Price. Oh, the Blood Price. Still very ominous title. I I quite like yeah. it. What do you, what do you see, think me... that's implying and what are you hoping to see? Because Blood Price, I'm guessing they're going to do something with the uh, the in-game economy and all the gems you can have. Maybe they'll have something with Ares, just because Ares is very violent and bloody and painful. Um, Could be. Maybe maybe um, new aspects to do with I... the, Titan, uh, the Titan blood, maybe. Oh! Yeah. Could be. Uh, so, full disclosure, mm. I do know the... I think the blood price update is on the beta thing. Like, I know people are trying that out. So, if you are listening to this and have actually played that beta, you will know what it is. So... Take this with a grain of salt of you were talking to two people who aren't in that beta and are just playing whatever version they they push out as the, hey, this is our official update. And also email us Um, and tell us what's in it because we kind of want (laughs) to (laughs) know. Like, you know, Um, give us the scoop, man. Give us that that sweet deeds. Um, Actually, now that you said it, yeah, it's supposed to come out in June. So sometime relatively soon-ish. I know they they had uh, they used to have this giant countdown on the title page of the next update is in this many days months minutes kind of things, mm-hmm. um, and I realize days months minutes is not the order of those things, but that's okay. Up. You knew it. You knew you knew what I meant. I, I, I feel it. I feel it. The blood price one didn't have that. It it just said hey it's coming and it's gonna be soon. Um, I don't know what it would be. It would be cool if it were something with the Titan blood. That would certainly make sense. It could be a re... I could see them doing a restructuring of the in-game economy. Because one thing I'll say for it is it's occasionally difficult to tell whether or not a material is... um, One, if it's going to be super useful. And two, whether or not it's going to be in short supply. Mm. And what I mean by that is... uh, I'll use the Titan blood as an example. You get Titan Blood for for sure guaranteed every time you complete the uh, defeat the Fate Sisters with a weapon the first time. And every time you upgrade the Heat Gauge by one level, uh, you'll get it. So if you beat it on Heat Level 0, you'll get it for beating uh, the Fate Sisters. Heat Level 1, you'll get one. Heat Level 2, you'll get one. Uh, and that seems pretty fair. But I'll tell you, at the time before I had access to the Pact of Punishment... Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how many Titan blood I was going to get. I didn't know how rare they're going to be. And that's kind of what made me very hesitant from even looking at the weapon aspects, mm. even though I knew that those were a big deal. Definitely. Definitely. Um, there is the wretched broker who will, 
who has kind of like a currency conversion system and you can kind of get a gist for what the economy's like in that sense. I think it's like, okay, 10 keys is worth a nectar. 10 nectar worth, I, I think it's a Titan blood actually. Maybe, maybe. But stuff like that. Uh, so I could see them redoing something with the economy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just see, I see the word blood. I see the word price. I can see, I, I can imagine different angles they would take it. Yeah. As far as things that you'd want, though, that's a very big question. Okay. So, this is, I actually noted this here. This is actually a really hard question to answer because the game is already so content rich and deep. Um, it's kind of like being asked, okay, we just gave you this four course steak dinner uh, with everything you wanted. What else do you want? And you kind of just look at your plate with all of your favorite foods on it, like, I don't know. I didn't really think I'd get this far. <laughs> like,. I don't know what to ask for. I have two things I would I, I could think of when I really thought about it. One, this is more of a personal ask. I'll go for the the, the actual one that would be kind of good. Yeah. I would love to see a update to the Boons UI. Ooh, really? Uh, the reason I say this, uh, yeah, because the reason I say this is currently in the game, when you're running around, there is a kind of UI tray off to the right. Uh, sorry. It's a UI tray off to the left-hand side, and it has your uh, the boon that changes your attack, your special, your cast, your dash, and some other ones. And you can expand it to see all of your boons, and it'll show you, uh, here's all of the different perks and abilities you have equipped. And that is fully, that, that works. That That's, that's satisfactory. Mm-hmm. I would love to see an update to that UI that either visually or by some kind of iconography lets you know which boons are working together in tandem. Mm. Uh, And I'll give you an example. Uh, That run I described, where I first beat Hades, that really only worked because three or four boons were all procking and working off of each other. Like, I would drop my special. That would cause me to inflict doom on somebody. Now, because I inflicted doom, anybody that has weakness will have that on there. Or if they're poison, they're on there. And you kind of have to put that together in your head as you're looking through all the boons. And it can be a little confusing because it is just a dashboard of icons. That's true. Uh, That's true. It, Pretty icons. I like the icons. I like the way they look. But it is hard to tell how, what they all mean when all is said and done. Yeah. I guess it would be nice to see like a some kind of UI marker or um, something just to say like, hey, by the way, when this boon triggers, this one also will trigger, or this has a linking effect. Mm-hmm. I I kind of like the hidden meta elements of it, but I can see wanting to see it, or wanting to have it be mm. more readily available to someone. Yeah, I mean, it is one of those things of, like, once you... If you read the boon and, like, kind of know what's happening, it makes sense. Uh, and, not, and not to say, like, it's impossible to know... I'm just saying, I in my head, it was like, man, it'd be cool if I could see like a grid or a tree that like really visually linked where how all these are interacting, even though I know that's probably kind of hard to do. Well, I it it wouldn't be impossible, and they I can see the need for it. I can see the ask. The ask mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense to me. Anything else? Now, now, um, if you're asking me what me Adam wants as a as just me, yeah. Not like as, oh, game designer or game critique thing. Um, if you gave me playable Thanatos, that would be dope as Ooh, hell. Ooh, that would be if sweet. If you can't give me that, if you can't give me that, 
can I use his scythe? Because I really want to, and it's so prominent in his art that it made me think for the longest time that it was going to be a weapon. Yeah. And I vaguely remember hearing some some Greek lore about how uh, a scythe was used to kill some of the titans. And I was like, oh, come on. It's right there. Oh. Super giant, please. Oh. Just let me use it. Oh. Because, see, the thing is, is that using the scythe would be cool and all. But if you let me play as Thanatos... Now we got like a Dante Virgil situation going on. Uh, Adam, and, Adam, um, it's not Devil May Cry though. This is a different game. You can't just make no, it Devil No, I know May it Cry. is, but like, well, I know it's not Devil May Cry, but my point is, is that like you'd have a play, a second playable character that would play, like, could play totally different. And that's what I'm saying. If you can't give me the playable character, because I understand that, you know, he's got story things to mm-hmm. do. Can I use his weapon? Like, if he's not going to use it, can I borrow it for, like, uh, like five minutes? Mm, I see. I see what you're doing there. I, too, would like to swing a scythe around in this video game. I think it would be fun. And you... Oh, then you could give it the Thanatos axe. You gave it the Thanatos aspect. And then I guess that would be more related to death or something. And maybe you could give it a <gasps> Nyx yeah, aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe... Or a Charon aspect. Because Charon is kind of like, you know... <gasps> Like he he's moving people around anyway. Damn it, Adam, that's a good See? idea. You should you should get in contact it's a with good Super idea. Giant and tell them tell them what they're doing wrong because clearly they fucked up. No, they're not doing anything wrong. I'm just I, it'd be really nice if they could add that. That'd be cool. <laughs> Dear Super Giant, make Adam very happy by giving him a scythe to play with. There. Drew, what would what would you want to see in a future update? Well, Adam, I'm a simple man. There are there are a few things that. Being someone who uh, adopted the game relatively early, there are questions that I want answered. There are things I want to see. Those things include a narrator. Why are you a southern gentleman? I don't know, Adam. I'm just a southern gentleman living out here in California. But I tells you. Okay, then. um, Supergiant likes to narrate their games. This game has a narrator that pops in every so often. I am waiting for some kind of narrator reveal. I am waiting for some kind of like, who is this strange voice who's talking? Because you do kind of like have little jabs with this person. You have like nice little back and forths. I think that'd be like a cool little story thing to update. There is, Mm -hmm. let's see here. There are these doors that have been in the game since the dawn of time that as far as I can tell, have never been unlocked and don't go anywhere in the House of Hades. And I would love it if we could find out what those are supposed to be. I don't know what they would be, mm-hmm. but they've been tempting me for so long that I would really like that content to drop so we could finally find out if it's like a training room or like a special challenge room or like a garden or like a journal or a pool. I know one of the one of the rooms that has doors locked, uh, you can unlock it by opening up the architect and the inside there's like the records room. Oh. Uh but I'm thinking of another set of doors that I don't know if unlocked. There's two sets. There, there's the one that's kind of in the back by uh, Thanatos once he's out there. And then there's the other two that are in kind of that main voyeur room or that main. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like this like like main room with like these like little um, statues that are symbolic of the different. Yeah, levels. that one. Yeah. I don't think that one opens. That'd be nice. Yeah. What's in there? I don't know, but I want to know. I want to know. Maybe it's all of Cerberus's chew toys. You know, who can say? Mm. Uh, obviously, I want more endgame content. Um, there is an implied next stage. And if they drop that, the story content related to it, 
Like, that's going to be their big one. That would probably be their, like, big, Another almost stage? final one. But, like, the game does end in a place where there is certainly room for a final, final stage. And I would love to see what that, what they would want to do with that. Yeah. Just because where the game ends feels very natural. But if they are planning on something, I'm just curious as to what it is. Like, yeah. That's actually something I don't think we really mentioned. Um, in a lot of the talks that the gods give you and a lot of the story it feels like there's some implied great event that's happening up top. Yes. Um, they always talk about a war and it, at least to me, it's not clear if this is just war as in general, like human war, or if this is a war, the gods themselves are fighting this. Uh, that'd be really good to know. Well, This gets, or that'd be really cool update. This gets to your fan theory, Adam, this gets to your, um, your your ultimate hope, I believe, of what you kind of want the place to go to, given our previous conversation about that other game you really like. What what was it called again? It had. It oh had um it. oh okay. <laughs> so I had a fan theory, and this is only because uh, I was playing God of War 2018 at the time. In that game, they talk a lot about Thimble Winter, which is the endless, which is the winter that will last um like three ages or so that signifies the coming of ragnarok and i thought it was very interesting that when in hades when you get up to the top of the world it is covered in snow and they make a big deal about pointing out snow and i think it was only because i beat these two games relatively soon that i thought are the gods fight? Are the Greek gods fighting the Norse gods in Hades? And this is like like the endless winter. Hmm. I think it's a really cool idea. I don't. I really like it. It would be cool. I have. I have no idea what it eh. is. I have no idea what their greater story is. But there, there's some fan fiction for somebody mm. who's interested. <laughs> oh my goodness, fan fiction. Okay. Well, well, that's our hopes and dreams for the future. Uh, anything else you want to say about this lovely, beautiful game, Mr. Adam? Any other fine, fine points? Uh, go play it. It's really good. <laughs> I hope at the end of this video, video, <laughs> at the hope at the end of this episode, we will have convinced you that it is definitely a worthwhile look. It is definitely worth playing. Up to you whether you feel it's, you want to play it, um, before it's full release or not. I think it definitely is, but... It, it Hades is definitely something special. I like that game a lot. Go out and play it. You deserve it. What else are you going to do? Garden? Yeah. We're all <laughs> in quarantine. What else are you going to do? That's right. That's right. <sighs> You've got time now. You do. Well, Adam, it's been lovely talking to you about this lovely game. Listeners, we it recommend has. it to you. Please pick it up. And if you have any comments or things you'd like to say about the game or to us, you know where to reach us, on Facebook, on Twitter, or through email at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team, N-I-T-W-I-C, at gmail.com. And uh, stay safe, stay uh, stay clean, and stay classy. Mm-hmm. And that's me signing off. Right. Goodbye, audience. Have a good day. We'll catch you around. Bye! Well, that was a great discussion about video games, Adam. Yeah. Almost forgot we were lost in Hades. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Well, it's been a good run, Drew. That it has, Adam. That it has. Hey, <sighs> what's that note by your foot? Huh? 
Oh, uh, let me let me see here. Mm-hmm. Hey, lads. Saw you two mucking around where you shouldn't be. Take the door on your left. Grandmaster Chaos sends his regards. XOXOXO, your boy, Zagreus. Look, a door. Maybe a way back. It's, it's our only shot. We got to take it. Let's go. We did it. We're back. Oh, oh thank the gods. Thank you, Zagreus. Thank you, Chaos. Yeah, back in the quarantine room. The quarantine room, without any snacks or anything. Oh. Oh, yeah. 